You're listening to Talkin' Music on KVNF Mountain Growing Community Radio. I'm Taya Jay, joined today via Zoom by Australian-American singer, songwriter, and poet Natalie D. Napoleon. Natalie, thank you so much for joining me. G'day. How is everyone? <laughs> so let's just jump right into it, Natalie. You recorded your most recent solo album. You wanted to be the shore, but instead you were the sea in a 100-year-old chapel nestled in the hills behind your adopted hometown of Santa Barbara. Talk to me about why you chose that location. Oh, my goodness. So um, I uh, got into a PhD in creative writing in Australia, and I knew I was leaving the States, but at the same time I had also been playing these songs with this great band, uh, which included Jim Connolly and Dan Phillips in Santa Barbara. And I wanted to just capture a record of these songs and the great arrangements I thought that we had worked out. And Jim had recorded, uh, Jim, the he plays upright bass and banjo, a bunch of other stuff. He'd recorded in the chapel, uh, Dean Chapel before. And it's just, everything's wood, you know, the ceilings wood, the walls wood, the floors wood. It's just this beautifully old crafted chapel. You know, chapels aren't fancy, which is what's so nice about them. And he said, yeah, I just got this ribbon mic and I hung it down in the room and he'd recorded with a four-piece string quartet before. And, um, yeah, he played me the recording and I was like, oh, my gosh, acoustically, this just sounds beautiful because, you know, when you're a folk musician and an Americana artist, we all love those deep folk sounds, you know, acoustic guitars and banjo and with something we love about the resonance of acoustic instruments, I think. And the chapel was just an absolutely beautiful acoustic space to record the album. Amazing. And did you do it with the single string microphone when you recorded? Yeah, we, we used the, the ribbon mic. So it, it was kind of a limitation of time and money and also that I had recorded in studios so many times and been in isolation booths and I just wanted to do something different. I wanted to kind of capture that live, beautiful, magical electric thing that happens when, you know, four or five people are in a room playing instruments, making music. So those kind of three things, time, money and a, and a desire to kind of do something different inspired that approach. And there's something really beautiful to me about the simplicity of that. It's a returning to a to a simpler style. Yeah, I really love it. And, you know, I um, was obsessed with Aretha Franklin for a time in my 20s, and I just played those albums she recorded at Muscle Shoals. Just, I actually had the cassette in my car, <laughs> and I played it over and over. And I just love those warm acoustic sounds that they – because they were recording in the same way in the 60s. You know, often with one mic hanging in a room and the whole band playing. And I just love that sound. And you can, if you can listen to Dan's piano, to me it sounds the same as like the piano on Aretha's recordings in the that she did in the 60s at Muscle Shoals. And I, I just love that. I think it's, it's got this really nice warmth to it. It's got that room warmth and room reverb and vibe. Yeah, and a little bit of nostalgia to it too, I think. With all exactly. that... With all that in mind, Natalie, let's can we listen to something off the album to start off the show? What should we start with? Oh yeah. Well well let's uh let's throw to Thunder Rumor. It's the title track. Um, this was like the second or third take we did of the song. 
uh, really cool. We we uh, co-opted Doug Pettibone, who's played with Lucinda Williams, to play guitar for us, and he just listened to the demos and came and met us on the day. And I said to him with Thunderuma, just just play a riff that kind of growls into the song. And yeah, this was like the third take, and it was perfect. Set fire to your clothes on the front lawn. You said, babe, I can find any port in the storm. The phone is telling me that you're coming home. And every time it rings, my blood turns cold. My blood turns cold. My blood turns cold.
We just heard Thunder Rumor from Natalie D. Napoleon joining me today on Talkin' Music from Australia. I want to talk... Oh, there's a lot of things I want to talk about. I don't normally ask this, but I think that the title of the album is so compelling. You wanted to be the shore, but instead you were the sea. And I'm wondering if you'll elaborate on that a little bit and tell us where that came from. Um, it's kind of funny because, you know, I'm a poet as well. And then I realized that the last three things I re- I'd recorded were um, like my first EP was Fear of Falling, and then I did after the flood <laughs> and I did leaving me dry. I'm sensing so a like, theme here. <laughs> yeah. I was like, come on, Natalie, you're a creative writer. You can do better. <laughs> so I was playing with, with some stuff online and I, I kind of like to play with these random text generator things. It's, it's a little different from chat GPT or whatever it is. It's, it's just a, I think it was like a, bibliomancy thing where you plug in something gives you some lines and some line came up you wanted to be something or other and then from there I got you wanted to be the shore but instead you were the sea Mm. and that just finding that line gave me the impetus to write the title track and yeah I kind of like to just leave it to let people interpret it in their own way and and bring what they want to to what that title means to them. I feel like that's the poet in you, leaving it up to interpretation, giving us just enough to let our imaginations run with it. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of that, I'm curious how you see the intersection of poetry and songwriting, or if you see an intersection between the two being both a songwriter and a poet. Yeah, there definitely is. And, you know, we've got Dylan and... Joni Mitchell and just so many people who are who are poets and and songwriters as well. I think for me, the biggest difference is if I want to really write into like the complexity of ideas, I'm probably going to choose a a poem to do that. I think songs have an immediacy, and you really you want to write a song so the first time someone hears it, they understand it, they know what the main feeling is or the story is and, and where it's coming from. Um, but with a poem, they're designed to be read, you know, five, ten more times, revealing layers and layers of meaning. But, yeah, for me, I have um, the song on the album, Cut Your Hair, started as a poem. And I was out on a walk and it was like, when you want to start again, cut your hair, dye it black dye blonde and and it just kind of the rhythm of those words as I was walking just were kind of happening and I I did a voice memo on my phone and I wrote wrote a poem about it and then I was like oh this idea is so good I've got to kind of turn it into a song so I used some of the poetry lines but entirely kind of rewrote it to be cut your hair which is about you know when women start their lives again often um, or they break up with someone they'll change their hairstyle and kind of it's a symbolic of a fresh start yeah absolutely and symbolic I think of it as a a process of grieving sometimes we hold so much in the cells on our heads that to just like give yourself a clean a clean break from that is always a process of grief I think a little bit as well and and starting new yes I love that that's really great Taya I like that um, I want to talk about you're wearing this phenomenal beaded green dress on your album cover. 
And I want to talk about the story behind that dress. And I know that our that our listeners can't see it, but it is it's mermaid meets something vintage meets. It's just gorgeous. And you're stoic and your hair is red and the red with the green and the sea behind you. I mean, the composition is just beautiful. I'm a visual. I'm in the wrong medium. I'm such a visual person. Um, but tell me about I feel like there must be a story behind this dress. Will you talk to me a little bit about it? Well, I knew that the title track was you wanted to be the shore, but instead you were the sea. So, um, and my husband's a photographer and I just, and again, I do have a very strong visual sense as well, kind of being a child of the eighties and, and growing up with music videos and all that. And so I had this idea that I would have this long flowing kind of like, you know, ball gown or like prom dress kind of thing, really something overdone and poofy and that I'd be like floating in the water with this dress. And so I went thrift storing in Santa Barbara and I was sure I was going to find something. And I just looked and looked and looked, but I found a few things just, you know, uh, didn't quite find the right dress. And then good old Amazon <laughs> came in handy. No so way. I just, yeah, I went to Amazon and I started Googling, you know, vintage green dress. I figured like, you know, vintage green, vintage blue dress and just and this dress came up and so i you know i ordered it and the dress was delivered and i put it on and it fitted perfectly and and then i was like i don't think this is quite a saying to my husband this isn't quite the kind of dress you want to be in the water with because i had this idea of you know something poofy with a train and something flowing to be floating in the water and then yeah he came up came up with this idea for me to stand we we drove to oh, just outside of Monterey in California, um, some great cliffs, and we got up at 4.30 a.m. in the morning, and I stood on these cliffs, and, um, yeah, we got – that is not Photoshopped. That is me standing on cliffs with the waves rolling in behind and me pretend trying not to look like I was freezing my butt off in March and yeah. <laughs> well, mission accomplished and it was such a nice collaboration between the two of you. And I have to say, I was like expecting a poetic story behind this dress, but I like it better the way you tell it. I think it's great. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I still, I, I still would love to do the, the photo shoot with, yeah, floating in the water in a, in a big poofy ball gown, but maybe one day. Well, poofy's back. I don't know if you watched the Grammys, but man, there was a lot of poof and a lot of swoosh. Yes, yeah, it, one, any of those dresses from the Grammys would have been perfect. That's what I was uh, envisioning. I was thinking like Adele's, um, you know, maroon burgundy dress, but in a different color. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's it go. It's like a bit of an 80s throwback. It is, absolutely. I feel like we're, I mean, we always do that with fashion trends. We were in high-waisted jeans for a while, and we're, we're moving further back, it seems like. <laughs> You have referred to Santa Barbara, California as your adopted home. Will you talk to me a little bit about about finding home in the U.S. and what that process was like and, and why California? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> so I had been married previously and this wonderful guy called Brett Lee Dix had reviewed this album um, that I recorded called Fear of Falling. And he'd really kind of gotten the music and understood where it came from. So uh, we had stayed in contact for many years. 
And um, a year or two after my marriage ended, uh, Brett and I reconnected um, and started kind of emailing a little bit. And it was always kind of based on music. We'd talk about what we were listening to and share what we were enjoying. And then, yeah, one thing led to another and all of a sudden we were talking on the phone every week and then it was every second day. He was in the States, I was in Australia. And then uh, I read Eat, Pray, Love and decided, okay, I'll do an Eat, Pray, Love. I'll, I'll go, you know, get you get my divorce money and go, you know, do a trip and just kind of do a refresher, uh, something refreshing to kind of feel like I was starting again. And, and Brett said to come and visit him in the States while I was doing this trip. And I, yeah, stopped to visit him and we fell we fell in love and he was in Santa Barbara, California. And yeah, we kind of did the long distance thing for a couple of years. And then, then it just seemed like Santa Barbara and Brett were the, were, you know, both in the right place and the right person. <laughs> and I, yeah, I moved to the States to, to be with him and just, yeah, I just fell in love with Santa Barbara immediately. It's a bit like actually my hometown, my other hometown, Fremantle, where I am now. Um, a lot of low-rise buildings that have been retained, no, like, big billboards like Los Angeles or New York or whatever, and um, just kind of low-key, gorgeous little heritage town with a lot of artists and free thinkers and just a great place to be. Yeah, I love that. Um, something I love, I think, about You Pray Love is the, is the, I mean, the story, obviously, but the stories that... Um, grow up around or come up around that book and the way that people can sort of use it as inspiration to start fresh. It's not unlike that idea of, of cutting your hair after a loss. It's a, um, it's a great, uh, yeah, it has a great impact on people who take it and just use it to sort of carpe diem their lives and, and see what else is out there. So appreciate you sharing that. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm curious, Natalie, um, You've been making music for a long time. You've had a, a 25-year career. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's longer. a... Longer. Yeah, longer. It's 30. It's actually more like 30 years I've been playing live in bands. Wow. Wow. Amazing. I'm curious how your relationship to making music has changed and what you feel like that relationship looks like for you right now. Oh, I, you know, I desperately, um, you know, wanted like everyone to, to write hits and be touring the world with great bands and all those things. But I think over the years, you just come to kind of working with, you know, you find people that you click with and, and you work with them. And I have played with and worked with some incredible people, you know, David Pilch, who was Katie Lang's um, bass player for 20 years. He did, uh, he produced Leaving Me Dry for me and pulled together the band and, you know, then getting people like Doug, playing with Doug Pettibone and uh, last here in Perth, I've connected with Lucky Oceans, who's in the States now, um, getting a Grammy Award. Uh, he was nominated for a Grammy Award with The Sleep at the Wheel. He plays pedal steel with The Sleep at the Wheel. And, um, yeah, we recorded a track with him playing Steel on it here in, in Fremantle. And I just think, yeah, over the years I've just come to appreciate more just playing with the incredible people that cross my path and maybe kind of giving up on those really big career ambitions and just letting whatever happens happen. 
and um, just loving the process of songwriting and, and playing with other people. And, and yeah, for me, I'm kind of cooking up some ideas about maybe doing a spoken word album with my poetry because, honestly, because people keep asking me about it. <laughs> Just so many people have said, you know, are you going to do spoken word? Have you done spoken word? And I did a little experimental um, thing with my friend Kathy Oliveri, who plays viola with me, and we we did four poems to music, and it just worked out so well, and people loved it so much that yeah. So that's you know, I'm probably going to bring the two worlds together. I'm going to love continuing writing songs and working with all these incredible people who's paths I cross and just just enjoying what music brings to your heart like for me I love writing but when I sing and play music it's the only thing where your body and the art form just join together and you know I know like dance is probably the peak of that but but singing is such a physical thing and I just really love the spiritual moment you get from singing or playing acoustic guitar, feeling it resonate against your body. There's just nothing that can beat that. So I'm just going to keep doing that while I get a thrill out of it. I love that. I love that. That's such a beautiful image. And I also think it's such an important reminder to all artists and makers that you also have to love the process, right? It's not just about the final product. It's it's loving the process and, and being open to where that takes you. And um, sometimes it is just timing and being in the right place at the right time. So appreciate that insight. Let's go ahead and take a listen to something else. What should we hear next? Ooh, I say... Let's go to Wildflowers. This Wildflowers was my attempt to write a folk song uh, that could still be sung in a hundred years' time. Um, it was inspired by a writing prompt exercise, which was "When I die, I want to." And I wrote, "When I die, I want to lie down in a field of blooming wildflowers." And so that's uh, what inspired you know, the the idea of this song, Wildflowers. Don't bury my body Don't burn me to dust In the field where I lay Let my blood turn to
Wildflowers from Natalie D. Napoleon off of her most recent solo album, You Wanted to Be the Shore, but instead you were the sea. Natalie, what do you hope gets communicated through your music? What do you hope the listener feels or experiences when they hear or watch you play? Oh my goodness. So um, my big number one thing that I've kind of developed over the years and particularly on the last album is... There's a million people out there writing love songs and the same old love songs you hear all the time. And that's wonderful. I love them. I listen to them. I sing along to them. But for me personally, I have a really low boredom threshold. (laughs) And so I just want to be trying to write songs that are about things that maybe someone hasn't written a song about before. Like Thunder Rumour is about, um, it was a character song about a woman escaping an abusive relationship. And, you know, there's a massive statistic that um, the highest chance a woman has of being murdered is when she splits up with her loved one. And that's just horrific. And that's what inspired that song. And I just thought no one's written a song about this before. So, you know, that's what Thunder Rumours about. And, yeah, just, just you know, soft on the album is is about... Um, women being hard, like most of the women I know are really hard people. And, you know, we're always talking about women are so soft and gentle and, but you know, the women I know are like kick-ass warrior, you know, hard women who've had tough things happen to them in their lives. So, yeah. So basically for me as a songwriter, that's, that's my aim. I'm just pushing the envelope, trying to write about different things. You know, if that means that I don't get to write a number one hit and that lands in the country charts or the Americana charts. That's that's fine by me. I'm I'm just happy to just kind of be telling people that it's okay to, you know, explore some different ideas, push the envelope. Yeah, I think that's so nicely said. And I think that's necessary. And I think um, a number one hit has weight to it in and of itself. But I think that if you can affect an individual or if you can write something that someone resonates with on a deeply personal level, that is equally meaningful. Yeah. Natalie, thank you so much for making time. I'm going to have you take us out on one last song, um, but I just want to say it's such a pleasure to chat with you, a pleasure to have you on the show, and congratulations on this album. I hope our listeners enjoy it as much as I do. Oh, thank you for your time, Taya. So nice to chat to you. Um, Last song. I think we should go out with gasoline and liquor. Again, this was one take (laughs) with the ribbon mic. Um, It's a really cool story. Someone had, we were there in the chapel and then we heard a chainsaw (laughs) on a Sunday and someone was just obviously about to start doing some tree lopping and we waited for the we did a couple of takes of the song and the chainsaw kind of cut in and we were like what so this was the third take and thankfully this person had decided to stop doing their tree lopping um yeah we got a beautiful version of gasoline and liquor
I don't know 